What's up guys, it's Big Rain Sports here, back with another video, and today I'm going to be recapping the NFL Divisional Round Playoffs. Um, it was a crazy week, a crazy week in sports. All the four games came down to the final seconds, three of them to a final field goal, and one final touchdown in overtime, and I'm going to break it down, all the games. First, I'm going to start with the first game. Um, the Saturday afternoon game between the Titans and Bengals. This game was super, super close, um, just like all the games. Tannehill um, was was the difference maker there um, with three interceptions. It was pretty rough for him. Uh, two balls were deflected and one just a bad pass. Um, if they can limit their turnovers more, Tennessee probably wins that. It didn't look like Derrick Henry was at 100% because uh, he did not have a great running game. Joe Burrow uh, played amazing. He took nine sacks, I'm pretty sure. So they're, um, they picked Chase in the playoffs in the draft last year. In the playoffs, it's showing that even though you can pick superstar receivers and they will help you, you still do need a good offensive line. So, um yeah, they're, they're going to have a tough time against a really good offense in KC uh, next week. But that is uh, the Bengals took it home on a game-winning field goal. The Titans had the ball with two minutes, but they threw a pick. And uh, Burrow and the Bengals advanced to the AFC Championship game. Moving on to the second game. Um, on Saturday, it was between the Packers and the 49ers. This game was in Lambeau, and it was freezing. Uh, the second half, it started to snow, and this was a pretty, a really sloppy game. The first drive, the Packers marched down the field, 75 yards, scored a touchdown, and it really did not look like the 49ers were going to be capable of winning that game if the Packers' offense kept on uh, scoring or just playing at that level. But um, the Packers stopped them. But then a fumble really destroyed the Packers. Their offense never did anything after that fumble. Um, and, yeah, they never really did anything. San Fran in the first half couldn't get their offense going. And really in the whole game, they didn't get their offense going. Um, it was pretty rough for them. Um, their offense couldn't really find anything. But their defense did play well. Um, they got a bunch of sacks, but the big plays were, of course, the special teams. The Packers were struggling with that the whole year, and it bit them um, in the most important time in the playoffs. The blocks field goal was just really, it, it, was, it was something that can't happen. And then the blocked punt return for a touchdown that is rough. And then all of the returns back by Debo. Um, the special teams was terrible. And the reason they lost. Um, I think they would have won if they just played better special teams. But, uh, yeah, San Fran scored zero points in the first half and still ended up winning. They win on a game-winning field goal uh, in the freezing cold. So San Fran moves on to play away in the NFC Championship game. Moving on to the Sunday games, which were even more insane than the Saturday games, which is hard to expect because um, they were both won on last-second field goals. First, it was Tom Brady 
who I was cheering very much against. And the Rams were just dominating in the first half. Uh, it was insane. They were up 20-3 to in the first half. Um, they were just dominating against the Bucks. They were getting big connections. Cooper Cuff went off. Stafford was playing well. And Brady um, just didn't get anything going. Lots of short passes. Lots of incompletions. Down 20-3. to And then the Rams scored a touchdown uh, in like the first six, seven minutes of the third quarter. And it was 27-3. to And I said, <laughs> don't let Brady. Brady already came back from 28-3. to Don't let him go back. From twenty-seven to three, and he did come back. Uh, it was probably the end was a terrible played game by the Rams. They tried every single way to lose that. Uh, Brady down twenty-seven to three. Vaughn, um, who was it? No, the Rams get a strip sack, and then, <laughs> and then the Rams hunt the ball and they fumble it. They hunt it back fifty like thirty yards to the fifty. And Brady gets the ball. They basically just gave him better field position. It was a mess. Uh, it was not a well-played game in the second half by the Rams at all. Jalen Ramsey got burnt down 14 with, like, five minutes left. Like, how are you getting burnt? And then um, Cam Akers fumbled with two minutes left. And <laughs> the Bucks tied the game. But with the game tied, Cooper Cuff... The um, the Bucks end up blitz and Cooper Cuff just gets free up the middle and is just gone. So he catches it. They get the ball out of the round the ten and they do spike it. Unlike the Cowboys were able to, they said sixteen seconds, but they all get down and they spike the ball and um, they get the game-winning field goal. So the Rams are moving on to play the 49ers. Moving on to the craziest game, the Bills against the Chiefs. Uh, this game was just insane on offense. It was just crazy. The um, the quarterbacks just dominated. Patrick Mahomes was running all over the place in the first half, and then Josh Allen was running all over the place in the second half. Davis on the Bills had 200 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, the defense in this game was non-existent. The score was 42-36 for the Chiefs, but the end of the game was absolutely insane. Um, so the Bills scored a touchdown with two minutes left on a fourth and 13, and then the Chiefs come back and they score a touchdown, giving the Bills a minute to score. The Bills score a touchdown to go up by three, and the whole Bills sideline thought they won. And then the Chiefs come back with 13 seconds left and come back and win. Uh, no, well, they got tied it with the field goal, but it was awful defense by the Bills. First of all, they probably should have kicked it so they can return it because you're trying to get time off the clock. So even if they get it to, like, the 30, you're probably taking three or four seconds off which is huge. And then their defense, they gave up on the first play, they gave up the short pass to Tyreek Hill, and he just ran for, like, about 15. And then they give up the seam to Travis Kelsey. That was just really bad defense. They tried to play the outside, but they still had um, they still had a timeout left. 
so it didn't really matter. And they just give Travis Kelsey the easy team pass. And then going into overtime, where a big discussion is launched about the overtime rules, which should be changed. Casey wins the coin toss, and they just go down the field with no trouble at all and win the game. So the Chiefs win 42-36. to And on my YouTube channel, Big Brain Sports, I predicted the two scores. I got the first two wrong, but I predicted Rams 29-27, and the score was 30-27. And the Chiefs-Bills, I predicted uh, 41-37, and the score was 42-36. That was insanely close. But um, about that Chiefs-Bills game, it sparks the discussion about the NFL overtime rules and what to do with them because it, it is a problem because it's not really fair because if you win the coin toss and when it's explosive offenses like this, the game is basically over. Uh, so you kind of have to change it, but it's a hard rule to change. I was thinking you could maybe only in the playoffs just play a 10-minute quarter or a 15-minute quarter, but then the players get too tired. But I think that would be a little more fair, just another fourth quarter. In, only, in, um, only in the playoffs, though, because they do need another chance to get the ball. That's not really fair if you just score a touchdown and win. Or you can go with the college rules also, which is each team has a shot at the 25 and you have to match each other, which I don't know if that would really work in the NFL. But I think it would be cool to try, but I think they do have to try something new because those rules just really don't work, especially in the playoffs. Um, but Casey won, and I think the Bills, even though you complain about the overtime rules, their defense has to stop Casey with 13 seconds left. Um, but yeah, Casey suffered the coin toss against the Patriots in that AFC Championship game. So they win the coin toss, and they march down the field, and they score a touchdown. Moving on from the recap into next week's game, we are going to have the Bengals against the Chiefs and the um, the Rams against the 49ers. The, um, let's see if the games are out yet, what time they're going to be at. They are out. So Cincinnati versus the Chiefs is going to be the 3 o'clock game on CBS. And San Fran against the Rams is going to be the 6.30 game on Fox. Um, KC is going to be home, and the Rams are going to be home. Um, so I'm going to get into diving deep into the game and who I think is going to win. Let's first start off with Cincinnati against KC. Uh, I, this is going to be a rematch of that week. What week was that? I think week 16. Week 16 or 17 game when they played in the regular season, which is absolutely insane. KC went up 21-7. to Maybe even twenty-eight to seven, um, and Cincinnati came back and won. I am gonna have to pick Casey in this game, just because um, I don't think the Bengals' offensive line is gonna keep up nine sacks, and Cincinnati was still able to win. But that is more to the play of Ryan Tannehill, and against a QB like Patrick Mahomes, you can't be losing that many yards. And I think I'm I'm gonna have Casey. Uh, winning that one. All the score prediction on my YouTube channel if you want to go check that one out. But I think it's going to be another high-scoring game. But I think the offensive line for Cincy is what is going to uh, determine this game. Cincinnati, though, 
they're gonna um, they're gonna go deep to Chase. Casey's probably gonna have to double him, and I do think that's gonna be a super super close game. Um, maybe even down to the final seconds, just like the four games in the divisional round. But I don't know how the games can get any better than the ones uh, last weekend. Moving on to the game, L.A. against San Fran. Um, so, L.A. is home, and if they win, they will be playing for the second year in a row the Super Bowl at their home stadium in SoFi Stadium. They play San Fran, which is a heavy run team. Debo is insane. But I, I just I can't see the Rams losing this, really. Um, they have Stafford, who was played super well. Cooper Cuff was lighting, um, lighting the Tampa's defense up on the deep ball. Uh, I'm going to see the Rams winning this. San Fran has pulled off back-to-back upsets, so they can obviously take this one out. But I think the Rams win this. San Fran, I don't think their offense can keep up. I knew that Lambeau was going to be a more heavy run game because you couldn't get a lot more going in the freezing cold. But in L.A., I'm pretty sure it's a dome, but it's going to be hot no matter what. Um, I think the Rams are going to take it out. But the Rams do have to uh, clean up their mistakes in that second half against the Bucks. Those were bad. Four turnovers. You, if, um, if the Bucks started well, there's no way the Rams win that. Those is that is my NFL uh, playoff recap um, and super not well who I think is gonna go to the Super Bowl predictions. Now I'm gonna finish up by talking about the New York Jets, uh, my favorite football team, and who I think they should take in the draft because this is very uh, it's very interesting topic. It seems every year. Uh, <laughs> It's a very interesting topic until the Jets become a little better. But they have the 4th and 10 overall pick. And I'm going to talk about who I think they should pick. Now, um, in this scenario, I'm saying that Evan Neal, Aiden Hutchinson, and Kayvon uh, Thibault are all taken. Uh, Because if any of them are still available, I think the Jets should take those guys. But if I'm saying they're all taken, here's who I think that they should take. Uh, so with the fourth overall pick, I want them to go, if all those guys are taken, Ikem Ikowu. He's an offensive tackle from um, NC State. And I think that if both those guys are gone, I can see the Jets taking him, a big offensive lineman, to help out the O-line, and Zach Wilson to get more protection. Um, According to PFF, football stats, the Jets' O-line was actually pretty good. The problem is sometimes it was good, but the game against Buffalo, there's like seven sacks, and you can't be having that. Uh, The Jets, the wide receiver class is deep, and Mims has not been playing well. Elijah Moore played well, but I could see us more picking up a wide receiver and free agency. Um, then in the draft, maybe we spend another second on it, but we've invested so many picks. I think we got to, with our next couple picks, we got to help out the defense, which moves me to pick number 10. Um, so if Sauce Gardner is still available here, I would take him. Or if Kyle Hamilton is still available. Those are the two people I would pick if they are still available. 
Um, and if not, I think I would still take Derek Stingley Jr. He's had injuries, but he shows uh, talent, and the Jets' uh, safety and cornerbacks need some desperate help. They were letting up huge plays, um, and they need some big help uh, in the secondary for them to help be more competitive next season. So I could see them going there. Um, yeah, I could see them going defense and secondary there. But those are the uh, three people I think they should pick with 10. I could also see them trading out, trading down. That would be very likely. If you like more stuff like this, you can check out Big Brain Sports on YouTube, all one word, or my website, which is mybigbrainsports.com. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the awesome week of NFL football and more to come.